Hello, and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist, Jen Zratty. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer, Aaron Labar. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about tourists, traveling, and fringe. So... Speaking of traveling, how was your yeah, week? You just got back. Great. I'm back. I'm back. And I want to first off thank Katie May for taking over for me last week. You guys did a great job. Thank you. I thought she was excellent and uh, we would love to have her back. But. I wish she had talked more about her the cake that she made and why she made it, but you know, <laughs> another time perhaps. Another time. Um, no, my trip was really good. Uh, I was in New York State for a wedding. <laughs> so Samson has obviously missed me because he's, <laughs> he's getting fresh. Getting fresh over here. Um <laughs> So I spent two days in the Hamptons with my friend who lives there year round, which sounds a lot more posh than it is. I mean, it's very... <laughs> that sounds extremely fancy. <laughs> I mean, it was it was nice. She stays in a very nice house. and I, My knowledge from of the Hamptons comes in the from city. Sex and City. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have taken the Jitney in the past. It is a thing that exists. Um, so then we went upstate to um, a wedding resort area near Woodstock, New York for my friend Jacqueline's wedding, which was super, super fun. Um, very cool. It was very casual and like less... You know, in a normal wedding, you like go to the ceremony and you go to the reception and that's it. But in this case, because it's so out of the way, everyone was there for the whole weekend. So it was more like a like a fun wedding weekend away. It was, it was great. It was really good. That's awesome. And then I spent a couple of days in, in the city and it was like really freaking hot. So um, something that listeners may or may not know about you is that you lived in New York. I did. I lived in New York for two and a half years. So when I go there, it, I don't do touristy things which we're going to talk about later um I just hung out with my friend in her apartment and we went to the movies and had dinner and like it's just it's it's just like a visiting regular hang yeah it's it's not a super like exciting trip for me but it's fun it's funny when you visit friends who live in places too or like uh, five years ago now I had a friend who was doing a master's program in France and I went to go visit her and kind of same we had a few nights where it's like even though we're in France we're definitely gonna watch movies yeah well yeah I mean you want <laughs> to spend time with your friends in your yeah. dorm like yeah so exactly um this week of course fringe started yesterday so it's kind of we've been ramping up for that and then mm-hmm. saw my first bunch of plays I'm reviewing. I'm part of the review team at the Winnipeg Free Press. And of course, you can check out all our reviews of French shows at our website. Um, but I, I think I have 15 shows in four days. That's a lot. Yeah. So I did the first three yesterday. So we'll talk later in the show about recommendations and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so far, so good. read an interesting article this week that I forwarded on to you. It was yes, in you CNN. It was written by Lilith Marcus. Um, and it was in defense of being a tourist. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. And I also am very susceptible to the in defense of headline. Like okay. that is my clickbait catnip. Like, okay. I'm like, okay, I will read your defense of a thing. Um, I also read an in defense of saying goodbye at parties which we can also talk about later sure (laughs) but uh in defense of being a tourist and basically the piece was about how it's you know it's okay to go to france and see the eiffel tower and it's okay to do super touristy things and kind of how tourist became kind of synonymous with tacky and gauche even Mm -hmm. though you know it's okay to be a tourist what are your thoughts on that 
Well, for me, the word tourist, I always equated with not so much being the places that you go, but mm-hmm. the way that you act. Totally. So for me, a tourist is someone who is inconveniently confused all the time. <laughs> um, someone who like chooses to travel to a place to just ignore all of the culture and food and things that you're supposed totally. to be absorbing into you. And is always somehow trying to fold an unwieldy map. Right. In like, like the middle of a crowd. Exactly. So that that's the kind of stuff that I associate with being a tourist, not the going to see the sites, quote unquote. Totally. Or like, yeah, khakis. Like fanny packs. Yeah, like bad footwear, like kind of all the... And it's interesting when you start kind of unpacking that. And I was thinking about that when normcore came back into style, you know, like mm-hmm. really dressing really like, you know, plain jeans, like dressing like Jerry Seinfeld, basically. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It became like a fashion trend. Um, kind of how classist that is. And it kind of made me check my own attitudes towards <laughs> sure, people, you know, sure. like, you know, I'm so much better than you and your like khakis and bad New Balance shoes. But like <laughs> when I'm a tourist in the world, you know, I, I, I too have probably been that person. A hundred percent. Because when you don't know your surroundings, of course you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm just like in here. I'm, you know, people are trying to go about their day around me and I'm like trying to do stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as we mentioned, I used to live in New York City, which is perhaps the tourist capital of the universe. Maybe. I would say so. Um, So I've experienced this tourist thing from both sides and... It is incredibly draining to be surrounded by that sort of confusion and whatever at every turn of your day. Like you're just trying to get from the subway to your office and in the way you hit a hundred different people who are like, which way do I go? Where am I? Can you help me? Totally. And I'm like, sure, I'll help you. But like, get out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Walk faster. Well, yeah. And then they don't understand sort of the flow of traffic rules and that maybe you don't stop and check your cell phone at the top of the subway stairs because you're going to block the stairs for everybody else. (laughs) And like... And there are certain areas of the city that people who live there just know not to go to. For example, mm-hmm. Times Square. Like Totally, yeah. If for whatever reason I had to be there, I had to totally check my rage because I'm the one that's not supposed to be there. Like that's a tourist place to go. So that, That's interesting, yeah. So I would have to be like, okay, just like calm down. They're allowed to be slow and looking at stuff. Like just relax. And I think because the idea of being someone who's like in the way or like doesn't fit in like I think those ideas are can be stressful for people right? oh 100 so I think and as this article mentioned too I think people tend to overcorrect a little bit and suddenly they're super self-conscious about wanting to do touristy things like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to Paris for the first time but I want to be like do the Parisian Paris and right like, I'm not gonna smoke do, cigarettes and you know <laughs> and when I went to Paris I kind of did that a little bit like I did a few oh, yeah. touristy things but I'm like I don't need to like go to the Louvre I know you didn't go I know I went like I saw the outside of it but I was like oh "Um." no I'm like it's an art gallery no whatever I know I am I love it's my travel regret I love doing that kind of stuff because they're famous for a reason which is a point in exactly that article like I had some friends who went to Florence and they didn't go see the David and I was like what is wrong with you like Like, this is a masterpiece my favorite line in the article is like yeah the Great Wall pretty great it's pretty great (laughs) I mean yeah these things are are listed in tour books and are you know talked about for a reason 
Totally. Exactly. And in, so when I went to London, it was the same trip I made sure. And what's great about London is that all their art galleries are free. So you can go to the national art gallery and see super, super old paintings that mm-hmm. kind of blow your mind with just how old they are being yeah. from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Um, and the Tate Modern and all these places. And I was totally leaning into the the tourist thing. Sometimes you have to. Yeah, why not? I'm not, I don't need to be snobby about this. This is my experience. I can do what I want. Like, if you're going to judge me for seeing a famous landmarks, well. And especially I find, because, you know, I've traveled quite a bit, but in countries that are like not North American and not like generally what you would call European, ones that are like a little bit more outside my comfort zone, I will always go do tours and things like that. Oh, yeah. Even in places that are a little bit more familiar, that one of the best things I did on a recent trip to Seattle was the Seattle Underground Tour. And it was fascinating. And I'm sure you remember when I got back from the trip and I was like, let me tell you in full the Seattle Underground Tour (laughs) that I have memorized because it was so interesting. So yeah, stuff like that is... And you uh, also miss stuff if you don't have someone who knows what they're doing and knows what they're talking about, especially if you're in some... Like I was in Iceland in October and it's you're in a giant park or you're Mm -hmm. in a lagoon. And of course, you're not going to know that that specific glacier is like millions of years old until you have someone tell you these interesting things. So you miss a lot if you don't. For sure. Um, And I think the other interesting point too is about sort of the attempt by the tourists to live like a local, Mm -hmm. even though, I mean, if you're living like a local, that means... boring as hell. Yeah. You're going to work and you're watching your Netflix and your your sandwich. Yeah. And you're (laughs) eating at the same six restaurants. Like that's, you know. Um, But I... I find it helpful to talk to a tourist, say someone who's been to Winnipeg, for example, and it kind of allows me to re-see my city Mm -hmm. through that lens, which I always really like. Me too. And when I took a staycation here recently, I made like a concerted effort to be like, okay, I'm going to experience my city the way a tourist might. So did things like going through Journey to Churchill and like amazing doing that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. kind of picking one thing a day to actually experience. Because I think there's a lot of people who live in Winnipeg, who, like, haven't been to the Canadian Museum for Human Rights, for example. I haven't been yet. Right. Because right. you're just like, oh, it's this. I'll go when I'll I go. I live here. It's yeah. there. It's there, yeah. And so I think it's helpful, too, to kind of re-see your city through the tourist eyes. For sure. Um, especially in a town like ours where people who come here frequently make the news because we're like, oh, my God, we have a tourist. But I think that's starting to happen less because I think Winnipeg is increasingly becoming... A destination. Well, let me tell you, my friend uh, Jacqueline, who I went to her wedding, Mm -hmm. she came to visit me in February because she's like, I want to come to Winnipeg in the winter. I want to experience this the way you talked about it when you lived in New York. (laughs) So she came. We did the zoo. We went to Thermea, had the best day, ate lots of really good food, did all sorts of really fun stuff. And she's like, I would like to live here. (laughs) So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it was just super, super fun to experience that with someone who has never been here you're anywhere even close to here so when you're kind of in your day-to-day you stop seeing it right you stop kind of seeing the little things that make the place where you live interesting or different or magical you know Mm -hmm. you're kind of just like oh it's winter but it's actually pretty special that we live in a place that you can actually experience four seasons for example well that's actually sort of uh sort of a good segue into the next topic and mm-hmm. that it's good that our city is great because none of us take vacations yeah so it's interesting <laughs> how um i would say we're millennials yeah well i, I am you are i'm kind of that's debatable <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's interesting how our demographic is among the most well-traveled but also 
take don't, the fewest vacations. Yeah, take the yeah. fewest vacation days. So like people just aren't taking their time off. Um, I think probably because of job precarity, mm-hmm. I would say because of concerns that they don't look committed enough. For sure. Sort of that on the, you have to be on all the time and accessible all the time. And I, I like, I know friends who work in like marketing and finance and all these like, you know, where there's still sort of the corporate ladder structure. It's a concern, right? That you're oh, like, yeah. oh my God, I need to like A week here. away could kill you. Oh yeah. So, but on the flip side of that, and as Katie and I were talking last week about self-care, like you got to take your time. You have to take your days. It's true. But I'm also wondering too, if I feel like we are also a generation of people who will, and I'm speaking extremely generally here, mm. but I know a lot of people who, instead of taking a week of vacation, will be like, F this, quit their job and take three months or four months or whatever and go traveling. Yeah. So I'm wondering if too. that sort of like skews the, the, uh whatever as well yeah or if you're if you work a lot of temper freelance or like or a permalancer which i think a lot of people are as well i think they are too but the point is everyone no matter whether a millennial or a boomer or whoever you are take your damn vacations you need that break you need to take some time off so if you can do it So as we mentioned off the top, it is fringe central at the free press this this week. Exactly. So for what are what we're reading, watching, and listening to, all we're watching is fringe. That's all, all we're watching doing. is fringe plays. That's all we're doing. It's where we live now. So Jen's doing fifteen reviews. I'm doing nine. So that's that's a lot. You took one for me. So I did. <laughs> that's excellent. I could see the the stress levels rising before my <laughs> eyes. Um, I'm always really inspired by and kind of the theme of the show has been tourism and I'm always really inspired by the people who come to Winnipeg for the fringe. Yeah. All the companies who cut, like there's a lot of companies it seems like from Australia, from Mm -hmm. New Zealand this year, like that's far to come. So I'm, I always applaud those people who are, are willing to travel and then the hardcore fringers. So there was a woman I was sitting behind at a show yesterday and I wanted to grab her to talk to her, but I missed her, but she had like, with like military precision, a schedule in front of her that she had like printed out. Like of all, uh, this, this woman's probably seeing forty shows. I Amazing, would say, conservatively, and yeah, I'm always so like inspired love, by those people. I love Fringe. I really do. I really do too. And it's such an inexpensive way to spend your night to see some really amazing live theater and it's such a great way to see things i mean for us because our reviews are assigned to us um we it's we don't get to choose necessarily which is is which is great i think i because i I always ended up being surprised and, Mm -hmm. and typically i have more um reviews that i like more shows that i review positively than negatively yeah me too um so yeah it's uh it's just a great way to experience things that you might not have sought out otherwise. That's why I always encourage people to just like pick something in the program yeah. or like pick a title. Don't even read about it. Like just like you like a poster, go see the show, you yeah. know, because you might be pleasantly surprised. And also just go to Old Market Square. I think we've talked about this before because the performers are there, they're hand billing and that's the best way to kind of learn about a show and they'll talk you into it more often than not. Oh, absolutely. They're very good at their jobs. Um, So we have seen some shows already. Yeah. yeah. So this is, and we'll have seen shows by the time this airs as well, because mm-hmm. we're actually recording a little earlier this week. So because we, we got to do reviews. Get, get to step in, as Aaron says at Fringe. <laughs> um, but, but you saw two shows yesterday. I saw three. Yes. 
Um, any recommendations come out of yesterday? Um, I saw a show called Drunk Girl that I really enjoyed. Um, it's sort of about alcoholism and feminism and where those two worlds collide. Interesting. So it's a, it's a one woman show. It's a dramedy, drama comedy for those who are not up on the lingo. <laughs> it's about an hour. Uh, it was at the uh, West End Cultural Center, the ACU hall, the smaller room. And uh, so it's one woman and she plays two characters. One is sort of like the quote unquote drunk girl, like a young girl who abuses alcohol in like social settings and blah, blah, blah. It's a little bit of a mess. Slightly inspired, she said, by her own youthful drinking days. And then the other character is uh, inspired more by her mother and her grandmother, who I I guess still sort of abuse alcohol in a way. Mm. And uh, she talks a lot about the double standards that fall on like women who drink too much and men who drink too much. Um, a lot of the stereotypes, like you're the crying drunk girl, you're the angry drunk girl, blah, blah, blah. So it's it's really interesting. And, and I think we'll be relatable for a lot of, I, th- I wrote this in my review that I think a lot of women will relate to it and a lot of men will learn something from it. Well, and since this is the reading, watching, listening to segment, I would offer a reading suggestion if uh, people are interested in that subject and see that show. Last year I read um, Sarah Heppel's memoir blackout Mm -hmm. it's an incredible book that kind of delves into a lot of the same issues as well as uh binge drinking among women which she talks about that a lot which is on the rise right so Mm -hmm. and binge drinking for women is defined a little bit differently than binge drinking for men Mm -hmm. and sarah points out in her book she's like yeah she's like the problem isn't like it's like this weird equality thing with i should be able to drink as much as guys that's pretty much but why is anyone trying to drink that much like why don't we unpack that? So, yeah. Um, and I know you saw one that you really enjoyed last night. I saw two that I really enjoyed last night. Um, so, and very, very different shows. So maybe we'll start with the drama since mm-hmm. segue from dramedy to drama to comedy. Um, drama called Student Body. So it's a, I believe a New York playwright wrote it, but it was a Winnipeg based company that put it on. Big cast, cast of 10. And oh, they're wow. all quite young and they were phenomenal. And it's a really, really timely piece on campus rape culture. So a girl finds a video that's been shot at a party that she threw and uh, she watches it later and she something feels wrong about it and she feels like it might be a video of a sexual assault. So she takes it to a group of friends and they kind of discuss and debate what to do with it. Should they watch it? So it delves into a lot of issues central to campus rape culture. So rape culture myths and consent and violation, the act on the tape, but also viewing the tape. Um, people that you know, people that you think you know. And what was really interesting is that everybody, you don't leave the room that they're in. They're discussing and debating. And you could tell for some people it's a personal issue. Some people are just approaching it as like an ethical, what would you do? Um, but as, as parties, people have sidebar conversations, right? So sometimes it's, and I wrote this in my review as well, sometimes it's not the actors who are speaking that you need to be paying attention to. It's what they're saying, how it's affecting other people on stage. Um, so that was really great. Um, so that's student body and, uh, find the venue numbers. I think that was at venue 13. Um, and then the other show that I saw that I think is going to be one of the hits of the fringe was the Canada show. I know just the way you told me about it. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to go see it. I'm really jacked sure. about it. So it's basically, it's a company from Vancouver called monster theater and, uh, they tell the history of Canada in an hour and it's hilarious. Like I was laughing so hard. I cried twice, but it's also surprisingly nuanced. Like it really, it kind of melds the pop cultural stuff from now with the historical thing like 
the cabin Stello bit was hilarious like telling the history of the fur trade from the beaver's perspective as <laughs> Justin Beaver was hilarious like it was really really good and even when unplanned things happened they rolled with it in hilarious ways so That's great I would also recommend checking that out at venue one uh, are there any plays that you haven't seen yet that you're really looking forward to or are planning on going to see? Yeah, so I'm seeing Josephine, which I think will be really good. That's also at Venue One. And uh, I just I want to find the, um, I believe it's a Orlando-based company. And it's about, uh, it's telling the story of Josephine Baker. So I think that oh. will be a really great show as well. Um, and there's a few other ones that I'm interested in in checking out too but that's one of my review shows that i'm looking oh, forward okay to. yeah how about you um i mean i have a few review shows that I, i'm looking forward to but i always go and see peter and chris every year mm. they're a comedy duo i think they're out of i want to say toronto or vancouver sorry guys <laughs> um, <laughs> but i saw them for the first time maybe three or four years ago and i was crying with laughter and so i always i see them every year and they never disappoint so i'm really looking forward to that one we have a huge crew of free press writers who are out so many reviewing, reviewing, reviewing. So we should have all the reviews up. Our goal is Sunday, Sunday supper time. Yeah. So you can check all of those reviews out at winnipegfreepress.com. Mm-hmm. Working? Um, are you working on anything that isn't related to theater? I, <laughs> I am because next week, um, normally we're in a bit of a festival lull this time of year, but because not the, this year, not this year, the Canada Summer Games are starting, and along with that, there's I think it's like a 12 or 13 day music extravaganza. That looks great. At the Forks. Yes. The lineup is bananas. If you haven't checked it out, I would highly suggest Googling that because pretty much every musician you can think of from across the country who hasn't already been here for Folk Fest is going to be here. So and it's free, right? It's free. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be doing a preview story for that next week. I'm talking to one of the organizers tomorrow. I'm actually very curious to know how this festival gets put together because it is a one-off and there's no sort of local precedent for something like that yeah interesting yeah so that'll be interesting and then um sort of tied to that i'm doing another story about the band indian city um and so i spoke to their sort of frontman band leader vince fontaine and they're doing a a concert in partnership with the Canadian Museum for Human Rights, which is sort of tied into the summer game stuff. And they're releasing a new single about missing and murdered women. And so it's it's going to be a really great show. Great. And as always, you can find all our fringe reviews and everything else we're working on at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zarati on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Naya Rabble. And we will see you next week. Bye.